This episode is brought to you by Absolute Landscapes. Absolute Landscapes is a landscape maintenance company that focuses heavily on commercial property maintenance. Call today for information about the services we provide and how we can best help you. 803-427-5944. When we do the final video, the, it, it's going to normalize the volume. So if it sounds like I'm louder or you're louder in the end of the video, in the final video, it'll all be, uh, it'll be the same. It'll be equal. Um, Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, we'll just, uh, well, I guess we'll just get right into this thing, man. Entrepreneurship. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Um, do you think they're born or they're made? Do you think entrepreneurs? I think it's a combination between yeah. the two. I think those that are born with certain skills that lead them to entrepreneurship have maybe like a leg up in, initially. Um, but it takes it takes experience. It takes kind of learning uh, to develop that skill. So I, I, I kind of lean in between. It's not, it's both. <laughs> yeah. It's not just one or the other. Yeah. Whenever I ask people that I always tell them, you know, when I started, when I started my business, I was like, I was 20 years old when I started my business. And uh, I just, I don't know if maybe if it wasn't for the right reason, but I just felt like, I just felt like almost suffocated working under somebody else, if that makes sense. And I say under and not at a company because at the time that's what it was. That's why I say, I, maybe, I don't know if it was the right reason or what, but I just, I, I just felt like I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do. I just knew the things I was doing wasn't it, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's basically what it boils down to. Um, but you know, some people start companies later on and they, they're very successful. I think, uh, what was it? Sam Walton, was like 44 when he started Walmart or something like that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the KFC guy, I think he was in his fifties. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so it, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter about that. I'm just, I'm just curious to see what people, if they think they're born or made, cause I th I'm like you, I think it's a mix of both. Um, yeah. I think you can kind of experience things that maybe push you in that direction if you're not already there. But, uh, it, entrepreneurship is a, it's, it's a big responsibility that comes with that, man. You know, I mean, there's a lot, like if you, if you're the owner of a company, if you're essentially the, the, the leader of whoever works there, um, yeah, it has its perks, but there's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of weight that goes along with that. And yeah. I would, I'd say like, definitely when I started my business, that was one thing I was not aware of. I, I never, it never even crossed my mind, you know, that I would have that kind of responsibility. Right. I, I think one, one thing that people who become entrepreneurs who have worked somewhere else before or worked for somebody else, there's like a mind shift that happens that people think one way when working for somebody else. And then when they have their own business, their mind shifts and it's like, oh, the way I thought before, okay, now if, if I was in that role, I would think completely different. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you, when you were working for somebody else, if you had that kind of mindset or, or thinking in that perspective. Well, it was weird because um, when I, so when I started my business, you know, I still had these, I would have these jobs. Uh, I say I worked the job on the side, but it was really like a part, it was really like a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And I would work my business. You know, I had a, a bunch of jobs where uh, it would be like a 12-hour rotating shift. So I would have, you know, uh, half half the time that I would have during the week would be I'd be doing stuff for the business or whatever but um 
I, I see what you're talking about because I definitely, I definitely did notice that because it was like when I was working at a job, it was like I, 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 I want to say it's almost like I was. I felt kind of lazy compared to when I worked for myself because there was a lot of things you don't have to really think about, you know, like if you're just an entry level employee, like I had a lot of warehouse jobs and um, some construction type jobs and things like that. And you just, you're just there to do a thing versus the very next day I would have to go do something where it was, it, everything was my responsibility. And I, I definitely see it, Yeah. It's definitely a different mindset. It's definitely a different mindset. Um, I could give an example if, if you want to, like, I can clarify okay. it a little bit more. Yeah. So, like, as an example, working for somebody else, uh, and, and if, especially if it's, like, a timed type of a job, meaning, like, you come in at 8, you leave at 5, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So, usually, it's, like, you come in, you do your role, whatever that role is, you do that job to the best of your ability, and, and that's kind of it. And most of the thoughts are somewhat selfish, but... Long term, this, they're kind of negative, selfish, meaning like, okay, I did my job. Why should I go above and beyond, like stay extra, come in early, do whatever else? It's like I'm only getting paid for this time frame or for this type of role, for whether it's salary or hourly. But owning a business, I'm like looking at my employees and I'm like, okay, uh, we want to implement a book club. So book club, you got to read outside of hours. Like it's not part of, part of your job on the job to read. It's something you want to improve yourself outside of the job, but it's going to help you in your role in the job. And it's also going to help you in life in general. Uh, but looking at it from an employee perspective, it's like, oh, now you're giving me another thing to do. And you're telling me to do it on my own time. You're not going to pay me for this and this and that. So that's kind of what I mean by mindset. Like from an employer perspective, it's like I'm trying to benefit you by having you learn skills or whatever it is. But from an employee perspective, it's like, well, you're giving me more work and you're not paying me for it. Or, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind yeah. of the one example. Yeah. yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And I, that's something else I noticed too, that something that I really appreciate about, you know, becoming an entrepreneur was it was almost like I had to force myself to improve in certain areas. Because if you don't, I mean, every everything relies on, your entire business relies on you as a person and how you manage things, how you operate things. And, uh, so, it, so, so I see, I see the, the connection there because, you know, it, like when I had these different jobs and, or whatever, it, it's exactly like you said, like you would do whatever you're getting paid for and that's it. Whereas if you're like in an entrepreneurial, uh, position, it, it, there's a lot of things you don't see an immediate benefit from, but, but it's like, you know, that, you know, do, reading this book or taking this class or making this improvement is it, you're going to have the benefit from it. It's just not an immediate thing. And, um, that, that was definitely, that was definitely something that I value from, from that experience. And still to this day, I mean, you know, we're, we're constantly learning things. Uh, I know it sounds cliche, but when people say that, um, it, it's not the destination, it's the journey. That's hundred percent accurate, you know, uh, because it's, it's who you became in that process. Yeah. I, even that, like for me personally, I I tend to find kind of middle ground, like even in those in that axiom, like, is it the journey or is it the destination? Mm -hmm. It's actually both. You want to have the destination, but you want to you want to have a, uh, a well-traveled journey in there where you gain the experience and so on. Um, but there's another point about about kind of being a self-starter and so on. 
not self-starter, but more employee versus employer mindset. You probably have heard of um, Extreme Ownership, the book, right? Yep. Um, I mean, that that teaches huge lessons. But when you're an employee, it's like you're, you're kind of limiting yourself to a certain certain role and that's it from an employer perspective it's like doesn't matter whose fault it is ultimately it's my fault because i could have did something change people change processes change whatever it is uh, so yeah, yeah definitely definitely a mindset for an entrepreneur is a a big mind, mindset shift yeah. yeah yeah um it and that's that's why i was saying that's what makes me think that something like that i think that's where the the being born element comes because you look around and well, I guess there's a reason that there's more entrepreneurs than, or there's more employees than employers. But like you look around and some people, man, it's like that. I guess it doesn't exist like that part, that, that kind of mindset. Cause some, some people are okay, you know, just doing the, the nine to five and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I just know for like, it's, it's hard for me to, imagine being okay with that. Cause I never was um, like, even now, like I, I, there's all, there's always something else that I'm trying to do. And it's, I guess it's just, there's just so much variability in the way people see things. And I know a lot of people, they don't put career as their, you know, a lot of people put family first and that kind of thing. Um, but, but I, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like I've spent the last, you know, seven, eight years just trying to, to, to do a certain thing and, and to, to get to a certain place. Um, and it's just hard for me to to look at that other that other any other mindset and and think that uh you know how how does this person see this this way but um but yeah yeah i i think that you know when when you have a destination like you like i, I know getting to just the, to the destination is important but i feel like for me i mean there was so many things that i didn't know like starting out and I mean, not just about business. I mean, just about like, about myself, about dealing with people that I learned that, that even if like, let's say at this moment, if I were, if I were to never do another thing related to the business that I'm in, I could still take those lessons that I learned and apply them, you know, apply them to the next phase or the next area of life or whatever else in life. And it's just, there's, there's so much value in that, you know, and, uh, it's, I don't, I don't know if I can say that pursuing uh, an entrepreneur. Tr I don't know if I can say that trying to be an entrepreneur is responsible for that, but I, but I know it certainly helped. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I just, you know, it's, 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 it's inspiring to me to look back on some of those, those early moments and some of the, some of the moments that even now, um, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, I'm really grateful for that. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So you're saying, if I picked it up correct, correctly, it sounds like you're saying entrepreneurs are born, born. I think that way. Yeah. I think I'm leaning more towards that. Yeah. Do you, what, what do you think, or why do you think some people become entrepreneurs for what reasons? Well, I think there's got to be something inside of you that that calls you to that. You know, it's, it's 
Well, it's like I said, with me, like I could not, it's almost like I could not breathe working. First of all, I felt like I could not breathe working at a company. Second of all, I felt like, I just felt like internally I should be doing something more. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess maybe that experience is different for everybody. Um, yeah. You know, I hear, like you hear like people on the extreme level, people like Elon Musk who are just, he says that he's trying to 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 better the world and change problems uh, or or offer solutions to problems that people have and so i guess that's that's different for everybody and i would like to hear what what different people say about that but i know for me from my perspective it was just i felt like i should be doing something more um and i but that but that's something that i carried since then I, i've always felt like i should be doing something more like i should be you know progressing more uh and it started out, like I said, it started out as business, but eventually it got to the point where I, I knew that I had to, to improve myself for the business to function properly. So in other words, you know, as, as a, as a 20 year old guy, 22, 23 year old guy, um, I couldn't get to the place I wanted to be with that same mindset. You know, I couldn't, I had to learn how to, to, talk to people, how to deal with situations. Uh, I guess maybe there was a humility element to it. Um, I, I had to mature really, but, uh, but what do you think though? What do you think that it is that, that caught like pushes people to entrepreneurship? Uh, I mean, I, I think there's a few things. Um, some people, we, we kind of touched on this in the beginning. Some people are just going for like, Hey, I want to be rich. So, you know, I hear that entrepreneurs, they, they roll in money or something like that, right? Like, so some people come come with that intention, but I think for a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, freedom is what drives them. Mm. They want to have freedom or they want to be able to control their time and space kind of a thing. That's what actually drove me. Like when, when I was working for somebody else, it's like, I need to be there at a certain hour, at a certain time. I have to request time off. I have to kind of do things the way they wanted me to do, whoever. The employer was so I, I was really craving the freedom that was one and two I wanted to create an, an environment for my employees that would be different from where I worked before like in a corporate environment um, so the only way to do that is is by creating my own thing basically so that freedom I would say was the number one thing that that drove me to it yeah, yeah that's a really good point that's a really good point because I, I, I think that's one of the things that I value from entrepreneurship the most is freedom. You know, the freedom to, I mean, we say freedom, but then again, like all the responsibility falls on you. So it's, you know, you pay a price for that, but, but definitely the freedom. Um, well, there's, a, there's big, a, yeah, sorry. There's a saying that, uh, you know, I'm willing to work 80 hours or hundred hours, so I don't have to work 40 hours. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but like, I, I mean, at the end of the day, though, I think it's worth it because, you, yeah. you know, you ha- like you said, you have for your employees, you have a place that maybe they've never had that kind of thing before. And I think that was one of the things that helped me, too, because I, I've worked in areas before where um, it was not a good it was just not a good environment to work in, you know, whether it was management or the other team members or whatever it was. Uh, and so I, I guess when you know kind of what it's like to work for somebody who um, maybe doesn't appreciate their employees or doesn't value them or doesn't offer anything outside of a, 
a reasonable pay, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it gives you a perspective that a lot of people don't have when they're trying to, um, or when they're, when they think about, you know, you know, the, the, the work environment, uh, you mentioned something that, um, that I wanted to ask you about the, uh, that, so the 80 hours, working 80 hours for yourself versus 40 hours for someone else, I think, not to bring him up again, but I, I really admire Elon Musk. Um, he, he mentioned something about working like 100 hours a week flat out. And what is that? Like That's like tw over 12-hour days or something. Yeah. You know? Do um, well, that, that was probably in the beginning. But do you think that when you started, uh, when you started your company, do, do you remember like the really long – you know, initial days, like the, yeah, definitely. What, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so when I started the company, it was just me. So I had to go out, find the customers, um, give them a proposal, basically do the sales portion of it and then do the installation or the fulfillment of whatever I was selling. Um, so definitely all parts, but then at the same time, I'm trying to build the company. So trying to find people, recruit people, um, get one, one guy on board so we kind of divide the the roles okay that guy does more of the production or the fulfillment part of it and i do more of the sales and then slowly kind of increase build build uh, with people in the team um, but it's not just the beginning depending on what level you're trying to reach and how you define your levels you're going to work hard continuously i mean some people don't some people are like they work really hard up front few years or whatever it is the company kind of turns on its own and then they they kind of step back reap whatever benefits from it and, and live whatever other life um but if again depends on on what you define what you really want out of that company out of your life you're going to continue to work hard kind of continuously uh it may be a transition from the one company to a different company or whatever it is um one thing i was going to ask you is kind of when you went on this entrepreneurial kind of road, how did you define your your end? Like you mentioned a couple of times, you wouldn't end up in a certain place if you didn't start on the entrepreneurial uh, path, basically. But did you have something in mind? Did you have like a 10-year goal, 20-year goal, longer-term goal? So... I can't really remember that I had, I, I certainly probably didn't have a, a 10 year goal. I can't remember that at all. Um, I think five year, probably I knew I wanted to have, uh, like an established crew. Like I wanted to have, you know, certain, like a certain number of people working. Um, I knew at some point that I would want to do like, you know, higher volume, uh, jobs and things like that. But I think, I wanted to have a I wanted to have a reasonable starting point for um for myself as a as a I guess as a mature per like as a man or as a mature person. And I didn't realize until later, you know, a couple years after that that um that that I don't know how to, I don't know how to really 
articulate this and put it into words. I knew that I wanted to be the, 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 the person that I wanted to be, the person that I, that I, my future self that I admired was a person who was, uh, financially successful, um, successful emotionally, high emotional intelligence and successful with, with, uh, with people. And I felt like, I still feel like what I, what I was doing and what I'm doing now is, is a good starting point for that. But that, like I said, that didn't come until a couple of years into this thing when I started to, to maybe try to improve myself the best that I could. So to answer the question at a, a starting point, I don't really think I had a, a, a long-term plan. You know, I was just kind of, I think it was a, a, a financial motivation that I said, Hey, you know, I can do this. I can make money at this and work for myself and not have to listen to anybody. Cause I was 20 years old, man, you know? Um, and so that's what I say. I think when some people start a business for the wrong reason, it, it, it was maybe very possible that I started the business I'm in for the wrong reason, but it just, I, I was lucky enough to, to acknowledge that and, and become aware of that and make the changes I had to make to, to, I guess maybe, uh, help it continue. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, how, how people start, uh, everybody starts in different ways or different spots or whatever. It's, it's how we finish that matters. But, um, um, yeah. So going back to the, the goals, what, what I noticed with people is that including me uh, at a previous point, we, we don't think about our future much or, or if we do, it's not like further away. Mm-hmm. So we, we may set a one year goal, maybe five year goal, maybe 10 year goal. Um, but unless we really like define a longer term goal, we, we're going to be meandering kind of through life and sure, well, you know, it's going to be the journey, but what is the destination? We might be going in circles a few times, but if we know the destination we want to get to, we can start working towards that and we'll get there sooner if we know what, what it is that we want to get to. So it kind of leads me into like mission, vision purpose kind of of a company or even our own self like having a like a vision board of what do i want out of life but that vision board needs to be like further down in life like 20 years from now let's say 20 years from now what do you imagine your life to be in all aspects not just the material aspect not just like oh i want a nice house i want a nice car this that whatever but also like what kind of circle of friends do i want to have um what kind of relationship do i want to have with, with with people around me like family friends um my my physical body like what shape do i want to be in um kind of a financial aspect of it as as well like uh how financially stable or healthy or independent am i all of that kind of stuff so like if we if we really map that out 20 years from now let's say then we can reverse engineer and be like okay well if if that's how i want my life to look like 20 years from now what do I need to make it look like 10 years from now? And if that's how it looks 10 years from now, how about five years? And then from five to two or one and, and kind of reverse it that way. So then you're mm-hmm. making traction towards what you want. And then by the time you get to, let's say 10 years, 15 or even 20, you, you set new goals for another 20 years from there. And then then you're going in some kind of pathway that you predefined for yourself. Yeah, that's, that's, I like that. I wish that I maybe knew that 
when I was, when I was 20, but I don't know who really, does anybody really know that when they're 20, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, yeah, same no. thing, same, sorry, same thing for me. Like, like I started, I kind of started late when I was 20. I didn't like, I was in college or whatever, taking some, uh, programming, uh, classes and stuff. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I was in high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, like none of us really know what we want. So we've got to like try different things. But if we can visualize and figure out what, what we potentially want, then at least we're heading towards that. As we're heading towards that, maybe we change our mind. Maybe we change and say, well, I didn't really want what I think I want. I want something different. It's okay to adjust along the way. Uh, but it helps like go in that direction if we can define what we want. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely helps. Um, and that's what I say, you know, like, w a couple of years after I started this thing, um, I, I reached, I changed everything. I rebranded, I changed the name, uh, changed the structure of the business. Um, because it, it, it just wasn't, I, I personally was not the same as I was when, you know, when I started and, uh, I went through a lot of, a lot of personal changes in my twenties. I had a lot of things going on. Um, but the so what so if somebody has like a 20 year plan and you you know we we make these adjustments along the way i think what might what would probably scare me if i had a 20 year plan is you know you get you get 5 10 years into that thing what if you completely change your mind as far as where where that end goal is i mean cuz it's cuz it's almost like you put like what if you put you know half of the half of those years into the opposite direction um because 20 years man i guess maybe you have like a general a general idea of where you want to be in 20 years i mean what how, how would a person navigate that if they don't want to waste time essentially because you can't you don't well, know what you're going to want in 20 years but I, I understand the 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 importance of having that plan I mean, I'm older now, so it's it's a little bit easier for me to think through that. When I was 20, it was more more of a dream. It's like, oh, you know, I I, I want to have a nice house. I want to have these nice things, and so on. But we can still, even earlier on, we can still define them. It's like, okay, well, and you want to define it actually not in general terms, but in very specific. So if we're talking about physical stuff, okay, uh, what? How many bedroom house do you want? Where's that house? Is it in the in the community or is it by itself and with lots of land or like whatever kind of stuff you want at that time. And then same thing with relationships. Well, you want to be married. How many kids do you want? Like, what is that? Like 20 years from then, if you want to be married by then and so on, you have all these kind of other people in your life, friends, family, um, and even financial stuff. Like if you define it, it's hard. The hardest part, I think, for people is to define that. Like, well, I don't know what I want. But if you don't think about it and you don't really, like, contemplate, like, what do you want out of life, then you never will think about it. So another 10 years, 20 years will go by and you still won't know what you want. Right. If you think about it, it's like, well, I want this. Maybe I'll change my mind. But as of right now, at least I kind of know what I want. You know, like, but if, again, like, people don't define it all, don't think about it. And then they have whatever life and look back at it and like, well, I wish I had a better life. Mm -hmm. Let's define what that better life should be. Put it 20 years from now and then work towards it. 
I think one thing too that that gets a lot of people is they 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 overanalyze the situation. You know, they look at this big, huge twenty-year goal, and they they don't break it down into the you know the yearly goals or the 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 daily pieces of it. I mean, we look at this big, huge thing, and it's like we have to accomplish all this at once, and it's like it 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 literally takes twenty years. You know, um, and I, I guess maybe that's something that's intimidating to a lot of people. Have you ever heard the the expression that a lot of people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's like that is that's some powerful stuff right there because that's that I think that's that's real. That's a true thing. Right. Uh, we do kind of we do probably overestimate what we can do in a year, but in a decade, I mean, if you if if you keep the consistency, you have to ask yourself how far along would 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 you be? I mean, if you do these things every day or every month or whatever it is for a decade, it, 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 it adds up. It is, you know, it, it just compounds. Yeah. I mean, as simple as I mean, you, you work out, I'm, I don't work out as much, um, as I should, but yeah, like if, if we work out daily, okay, let's say three times a week, but mm -hmm. consistently the body is going to be way better in 20 years than just working out for half a year every day and then not working out for the next five years. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that that compound interest in a way helps a lot. And I've noticed too that when you when you do certain things that that you feel like are success, like if you have these successes to yourself, if you feel like you're doing certain things that you would consider a success, it seems like it's I don't know if it's probably chemically it's probably a chemical thing in your brain. I don't know if it's dopamine or whatever, but it seems like it's easier to push yourself towards the next thing. You know, as you're crossing off these goals or, or whatever it is, even with the something like working out or something that takes a lot of something that consistently takes discipline. Um, I think one of the one of the things that I value the most from a consistent workout schedule is knowing that, you know, some days you don't want to do it, but you know that it's 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 there's nothing you can't really harm yourself. I mean, you can injure yourself, but you can't really do any harm by keeping that consistent schedule for the gym or whatever it is. Uh, and I was just talking to a guy about this recently. I think when you do things like that, whether it's the gym, whether it's making a new business goal or, or, or meeting new people or trying to, trying to uh, learn a new thing, it's like you teach yourself that you can't, that you are capable of that. And you become, I don't know if it's maybe more confident, but, but you certainly give yourself more motivation, like I said, to do the next thing. Uh, yeah, it's almost like you're creating a habit, a habit of success. Like you're, you're going to do something consistently and you will get a, the result you're looking for mm -hmm. from it. So that habit of discipline, it goes a long way. That's you, you, you talk about success that I think that's another thing too, that's worthy of probably some discussion because success to everybody is different. You know, mm -hmm. success to one person might be a million dollars in the bank. Success to one person might be a happy family. And I think that, uh, that maybe social media has caused us to look at that differently because we see, you know, everybody else's life, the best parts of everybody else's life. And we define what we think success is based on that. But it's like it's you know it's different for everybody. Um, one thing I was trying to say earlier about how everybody doesn't have the same entre entrepreneurial mindset. Well, I know people who who are, who have you know very happy, tight families, and they're just the happiest people that I've ever met. And uh, and that's what I'm saying. I think I think people have different versions of success, and I, I think it's important for us to not get caught up in what 
maybe what we think success is or what it seems like because it's different for everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's definitely true. Like each person defines it differently. Um, but deep down inside, like what, what do they want out of life? I, I guess that's, that'd be maybe my definition of success, like defining your own, yeah. your own. I outcome. mean, it's, it's subjective. It's for, for sure. And, and I think that, uh, I, I get, but that's kind of what makes the world operate, you know, because if everybody was after the same thing, then we would never get anything done. You know, I mean, yeah. so I guess, I guess it's, I guess it works out for, for, for us as a society that everybody doesn't want the same thing. Uh, but it's just, man, it's, it's, I don't know. Like I think success, when I define success, it's, are you, are you a person that you, that you are happy being, do you wake up in the morning and then you have a day that you, that you feel like you're productive, that you feel like you're contributing something to uh, the, the people that are immediately connected to you? Do you feel like you're offering some kind of value to those people? Um, but again, somebody else might see that as completely different. I mean, you know, somebody else, you know, like I said, happy family or uh, whatever it is, whatever their version of success is. Um, what do you think as far as being an entrepreneur, what do you think maybe in the beginning and maybe now and kind of ongoing, what do you think is the hardest part? If you would have had to say like the hardest part of an entrepreneur is, is whatever, what, what do you think that would probably be? Anything and everything to do with people. Oh yeah. Uh, that's the hardest part. Like, um, I mean, I, I got a few people on board. Okay. That was hard, but it was okay. But now, now keeping those people, motivating them, I mean, ultimately, I want people who will be self-motivated. Um, but still, like, you, you get to work with them a little bit. You see their flaws. They see your flaws. You see their strengths. They see your strengths. And kind of, like, figuring out a way to work together really well. But at the same time, uh, it's almost like a sports team. When everybody's winning or when the team is winning, there are no issues. But when the team starts losing, then... You know, finger pointing comes out and blame and this and that and kind of the un unhealthiness of of the team comes out if it's unhealthy. So it's a way like how do you create a company culture that through winning and losing stays together, learns from the losing or the failure part of the process and then moves on and onto whatever the success is for the next project or next year or whatever it is. So just in general, working with people, really honing in those skills, the communication skills, the understanding that everybody is similar yet different with personalities, um, being able to have these soft skills of, of planning ahead, of being proactive, all that kind of stuff. Like each, each personality type is different. Like some people are very proactive, other people are very reactive. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, you want both types of people on your team, depending on what, what the task is. Because the, the reactive person will be really good in the moment figuring things out, versus the proactive will be really good kind of looking out into the future to avoid certain pitfalls and so on. Yep. So like building that integrated team, making sure everybody's happy, even though one day somebody could be happy and another day 
something comes up and they're not or whatever. But yeah, anything and everything to do with people is the, the hardest part. So do you mean people as in like team members or or clients or, or a little well, bit of both? Right. I started with with team members, but clients, of course, as well. It, mm. it would be everything like um, being able to set proper expectations with customers or clients and then deliver on those expectations. But if there's misunderstanding about something, then being able to resolve that in a win-win manner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think, I think the people aspect of it, because there's so many different variations of people, I guess. And uh, yeah, I, I think you're right though. You have to have a team that's willing to work together because I, in my experience, I've had people who would, who would, were great, you know, very hard workers, very dependable. But what I found out is that that doesn't necessarily mean that people work well together, you know? Right. Um, and I think that's the key to it, man, is finding people who, who do work together who well. And uh, because uh, there's probably very few industries where that is not a main, like a, like a, like a key factor in your, the success of your team is whether or not, you know, they can work together unless it's something that, that they do uh, kind of individually. Um, I don't know if you know who Jordan Peterson is. Yeah, I do. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a Canadian psychologist. He's, he's done like a lot of motivational clips and things like that. But I heard him say one time that when a team, for a team to win games, their MVP brings their best. But for a team to win championships, the MVP inspires to other players to bring their best. Mm -hmm. Now that's paraphrasing. It was that's not verbatim, but that's that's essentially what he said. And when I heard that, I was like, "Man, that that makes a lot of sense." Like if you can, if your team members can inspire each other, if you can have that kind of like you talked about the culture, the workplace culture, uh, I think that's when you that's when you can probably see the 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 most the most success for your company is when each person inspires the other to, to bring their best because you can't get anything done when everybody's, you know, arguing or doesn't get along or one person's worried that this person's not bringing it. That's the big thing. I, I know you probably see this a lot with like trades. If one person's not bringing their weight or, you know, not holding their part of the weight, not carrying their load, man, the entire team feels that. And, uh, those guys usually don't last long because in the trade world, man, that's just really not something that's, I guess it's maybe not respected um, because it's a hard job. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. And even, even if it's not a hard, even if it's not manual labor, you still, you have to be able to carry your weight, you know, your, your share of the weight. Uh, right. on, on the team, nobody wants a freeloader. Like nobody wants yeah. somebody on the team that's just, just there, but really not contributing anything. Yeah, um, it, it holds that team back, definitely. I mean, that's that's one part. The other part you mentioned, like the MVP. Sometimes, if you get the wrong MVP, they're like all about themselves. It's like right. I'm great, I'm great. All these guys around me, well, they can't do this, they can't do that. You know, they can't do anything as good as I can. And they actually, they actually, instead of contributing to the team, they 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 kind of break the team apart or, or deter progress within the team like nobody wants to work with them so then yeah. the whole team suffers because of them so yeah definitely it's good to have an mvp that that is humble and that's like willing to help the, the team out 
with whatever they, they need to help them with. Yeah. I think the only thing worse than that is when the, the, the boss or the manager or the owner sees themselves as the MVP. You know, if you have, it's one thing if you have in a, a team member who's, you know, thinks of themselves that way. But if you have like a, like a tyrannical boss or a leader or whatever, I mean, that that's like infectious for the whole organization, you know, um, and nobody really, that was kind of my experience that I've had with some of the jobs I've had is, is just, you know, there's a quote that says people don't leave companies, they leave managers. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it's, it's like, I, what I found out was, was people that managed companies this way or that led people this way, uh, they were never really respected. They might've been respected to their face, but behind their back, they were never really respected. If people had a chance to cut a corner and not get caught with it, they were certainly going to do it. Um, it just, it doesn't work well at all for the company. If, uh, if the person who's leading is in that sort of in that mindset, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, some of the things I had to learn, you know, I had to learn to, I, I don't think I was ever that kind of leader. I hope I wasn't anyways, but like trying to, trying to be humble and be open to everybody because one of the biggest things for me, one of my problems was I was so, I was so determined and, and, and focused on where I wanted to go with this thing that it, it, it almost got to the point where I had to stop myself from micromanaging, uh, and trying to overlook every single detail. And, um, and that was one thing I really had to, to, to take a step back on because there, there's, there's a thousand ways to do, you know, what we need to do. And it's, I don't think, I don't think micromanaging is hardly ever a good idea. You know, it, 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 cause I remember one, one of the things from being an employee that I really, really disliked and it was being almost like you're being watched and you can't really do anything good enough. Now I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's not necessary in some cases, but when, when you do it to the extent that what I'm talking about are these, these managers that I'm talking about now, um, I don't think there's any benefit that can come from that. Yeah. So, so, Talking about micromanagement, I'll give you a different perspective on it as well. Um, so it, it seems, I mean, you definitely have a different personality than I do. So you're you're more, uh, we were talking at CRG, right, about disk profile. You're more D, right? Yeah. D, DI or something like that. Uh, I'm more more SC. I'm kind of like, like a little bit of all of them, but a little bit more C, I think, in there. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, I, I can delegate things like from the beginning. I can hire somebody and be like, okay, this is uh, roughly how you do this, go and do it. And that's kind of the, the opposite extreme of what you were talking about micromanaging. So then in that case, that person has a lot of freedom in how they need to do something mm-hmm. or what they need to do, but they're not guided enough. And then they end up messing things up that way because they're not, they don't really know something like how it should really be done. Um, so it, it could be taken to an extreme on both sides. And like from my perspective, um, and from what I've learned so far, when you bring a new person on board, you want to almost like micromanage them in the beginning mm-hmm. until you, until you, you can trust them or until you can see that they're going to do well in whatever tasks that they're doing. And then you let go, slowly let go over time. And then over time, you're just not micromanaging at all. 
Um, that's what I've learned is the best way to do it. Now, for me, I, I'm still not at that point. I'm still like, okay, here, here's how you do your, your task, your job, your role. Here's an overview. Here's some details on where you can find out more information, how to do it. And then I kind of step back maybe too early still. Um, so yeah, it, it's a balance between the two. It's there's like, I don't know, for me personally, I find that everything that I see that has one extreme or the other, it's the answer is always somewhere in the middle. It's yep. like not one side, not the other side. <clears throat> but it's, it's so my perspective on that, you know, being a D a high D and here we're talking about the disc personality. I feel like it's very easy if I micromanage somebody or if I do like what you're talking about, it's very easy with my personality for that to be taken away that I don't really intend for it. Because like even now, like right now, if I just talk to somebody outside of business or whatever, I feel like it's oftentimes that people think I'm irritated or mad or, or upset about something. And, um, and, and I guess that's just the way that I, you know, the way that I communicate. And that's that, Again, going back to our conversation earlier, that was one of the things that I had to learn, I guess, maybe about myself and about other people, how to communicate with people who are in different personality types, because that's so important. That's so important to if you, you know, if, if I'm a if I'm a D and I'm communicating with an I, it's going to be different than how it was for a C or an S, you know, and and so I guess I guess when I say me personally not trying to micromanage it's almost like um maybe equalizing my personality mixed with the micromanagement and and trying to do it in a way this that that doesn't come across as uh as as what it easily could be if if i didn't if maybe i wasn't aware of that that you know from the disc from the d side um and 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 that, that you know, like i said that is something that i see often that people uh, I don't know why, I guess I, people just think I'm irritated and I'm, and I'm not, you know, but, but I, I mean, I do put a lot of passion into things that I do and I do put a lot of, um, determination in it. So maybe that's got, I don't know, maybe that's got something to do with it, but, but I think, I think the way, I think your team will, will usually communicate to you, even if it's not, not verbally, I think you, you can, for me, I can kind of pick up uh, I can kind of pick up how, how, how they feel, you know, if, if, so for an example, that would be if, if I got a, if I have a person who comes to me and has to have a conversation that, you know, maybe they're nervous about or whatever. Well, it, to me, if they're nervous about it, then maybe I'm not doing something right. Uh, Cause I feel like you should be able to, you, in, in these environments, you should be able to approach people and have these conversations without the fear, like whatever fear. Cause I noticed that in, in these jobs that I'm talking about, um, it was like, nobody really wanted to talk to upper management about anything. You know, if it was something as simple as a day off or, you know, having issues outside of work or whatever it was, it was like people in those environments are almost, it, they're almost terrified of losing their job to the point where, they don't want to express concerns that are interfering with that job. And I don't know. I just, I, I want to be the type of leader that people feel like they can approach and talk to if they have a problem and that there's, that I'm not going to, you know, fly out the handle or whatever. And I don't, I don't think that's the case. I'm just saying that that's the, as far as leadership goes, that's, that's one of, that's one of my goals as a leader that I hope I can achieve 
um, and, and maintain, you know. Yeah. And the reason why you want that is it because you've experienced that in other places where there were leaders that just kind of mismanaged, misled people, got upset about little things and things like that? I think so. Um, but it's also that I don't want people to have a job that they're miserable at and me be the reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think there's but, a lot of, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. But, but you're, you're taking that from your experience previously working for others, right? Like you, you felt what it was like working for somebody who led in the wrong way or managed people in the wrong way. So you want, like part of your motivation is to be way better than that, right? Like when you stepped into the entrepreneurship, you started learning about yourself, your personalities, your tendencies, all that kind of stuff. And you're continuing to learn all of that and becoming better and better leader. But it, it kind of start like for me, it did start from seeing what I don't want in the world and trying to figure out how can I change that for myself and the environment for the people that are around me? Like, how can I make my environment better than what I've seen or what I've experienced out there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a, that's part of it. That's, there's certainly an element to it. Um, but also outside of that, like I just, you know, you see people, you just see people day to day in life who, who are kind of in that situation. They're in a situation where, you know, they're, they're unhappy with their job. And one of the reasons is, is because of the management. I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, I knew I should be doing something more and I wasn't necessarily happy at these jobs, but I wouldn't say I was miserable. I, I, w- I wouldn't say I had a job where I was just, you know, dreaded going in the next day. Um, I, I think because the, the reason might be because I knew it was temporary because I knew I was pursuing something else. But, but unfortunately, there are a lot of people who are in that situation. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, man, I just, it, that's kind of, that's, that's heartbreaking for me to see that when people are in that situation and it's almost like, I don't really know. I mean, I can't offer a solution to that. You know, I, I can't employ, you know, millions of people or anything, but, uh, but is it, is it. Is it just the manager? Is it just the job? Or is it something that the people themselves can change? Maybe they need to gain a skill, uh, some kind of skill, better themselves with, with some kind of education, not not necessarily formal, but just learning, like even what we were just talking about, personality types. Mm-hmm. or learning how to communicate under stress. Something like that where now they can take that and be like, well, okay, well, this job is not really working out for me, but maybe I can find a better one. Or do you think they're really stuck at whatever job they're they're stuck at? Well, I don't really want to say that they're stuck because that implies that if someone's in that situation, they can't do anything to change it. And I think there's always something that can be changed. You know, mm-hmm. you can always do something to change it. Um, I think that if people are in that situation, I think learning something will be it will be beneficial if they're trying to pursue another career or get another get another job. Um, Sometimes you might have to learn those things and make those improvements on your own time. You know, if you, 
if you work a nine to five, you know, person has kids or whatever. So outside of work, they're busy. They may only have an hour or so at night after everyone goes to bed, but that, that, that might be what it takes to, to make that improvement. Um, so no, I wouldn't say they're stuck because I don't want, I don't want it. To, I don't want people to feel like they have, they can't make a change, but I think, you know, their path might be different than it was for like me, uh, or, or, or somebody else, you know, um, I'm curious though, if you were, if, if you were talking to somebody who was in that situation, who felt like they were in that situation, what do you think you would say as far as how, how that, cause you, it seems like you're, you're educated and you're very, uh, intelligent when it comes to, to, to this entrepreneur type thing. So if somebody was in that position and they, they felt like they wanted to make a change and they didn't know really where to begin, what would you, what would you say? I mean, where's a good starting point for that? I think the first step is to figuring out oneself, like, who am I? And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is like, what am I really good at? And what am I really bad at? Um, because we can say, well, I want this other job, but in order to have that job, I need this skill. Okay, I'm going to go learn that skill. But if naturally you can learn that skill, but you're still not going to be that great at that skill, that might be the wrong way to go about it. There, there's like um, there's different schools of thought. One one school of thought is like figure out what your strengths are and build on those strengths. Uh, kind of minimize the weaknesses or like manage the weaknesses, but build on your strengths. Mm -hmm. And other people are say that you, well, you should improve your 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 weaknesses, make them turn them into strengths. And I've been thinking about that lately a little bit. And again, I I find the answer somewhere in the middle. Like there's certain skills that are almost like the base like like you have to have these skills in order to move forward right so like like figuring out a way to organize yourself like keep things organized in your environment in your mind whatever it is i think that's a skill that can be learned and should be learned by everybody uh, but like people who are really good with with other people being able to communicate really well <laughs> being able to lead others and so on maybe that's more of something you're you're kind of born with and then you develop over time and some people are not as good in that set of uh, skills or roles other people are more practical with their hands things they can build and do things maybe that's more of their strengths and they should focus more on that side so that's what i mean like like figure out we need to know who we are who that person is they, they need to figure out who they are what are they good at? What are they not good at? And then the things that they are good at, then start like looking at jobs or opportunities like, okay, my strengths are in this area. What's the best I can do with those strengths? I see. Yeah, I think, I think learning is, um, it, like I've said this before, you can't go wrong with learning a new skill, but, but learning about yourself. I mean, I think that's a skill in itself because when you talk about weaknesses, um, I think it's, a, it's hard for a lot of us and myself included to, to have that humility that, that, that we have a weakness in this certain area that needs to be improved on. And I, I know what you're saying too, about the different schools of thought, as far as pursuing your strengths and, and working on your weaknesses. Cause I've heard that both ways too. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that if you pursue your strengths, 
and don't really focus on your weaknesses, that makes you very comfortable and there's really no room for growth in that. And of course, if all you do is focus on your weaknesses, then I think you're kind of making it much harder on yourself than it needs to be. Uh, and you're not really using the strengths that you, that you naturally have. So I, I, I see where you're saying, um, about kind of finding some middle ground. Um, I guess the, the trick there would be just to find out what those strengths and weaknesses are, you know, just, just kind of do that, that soul searching that, that journey within yourself and just see what is it that you can, you know, maybe contribute or need to work on. Right. And it's not just an individualistic kind of thing. It's not like you can start by just analyzing yourself, like, okay, what am I good at? And so on. The other thing would be to go out to friends, family and friends and have them give you honest feedback, but you got to be strong enough to be like, Hey, they said I'm bad at this and be like, okay, well, that's, that's their view. And maybe I am bad at this thing or good at this thing. Like not be like defensive right away, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you were talking um, when we first started that you were talking about strengths and weaknesses, and uh, you made it. You made a comment. And I really wanted to pursue it. It was about learning. Do you remember what you said um, when we were talking about? Uh, so I said, if 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 a person was in that situation, what would you tell them? To would be the best place to start. Um, do you remember like the first 30 seconds or so as far as what you were the answer to that? I know I'm asking, I'm, I'm asking an impossible question right now. That's okay. I, Cause I was focusing on you. I, I heard what you said and I, and I wanted to ask a question, but I was focusing on what you were saying. So it, it slipped my mind. Uh, I do that. Basically figuring out oneself, like learning about themselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, it requires kind of like a, a way to observe oneself. Not everybody is capable, I guess, from what I'm learning to see themselves or like to almost like my, take your mind outside of yourself and see, like observe yourself in whatever situation. Self-awareness yeah. is, is uh, not always easy for some people. Well, that's what um, I'm, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying, man, that, the self-awareness part of it. I mean, it, I, I guess it's just naturally hard for us to, to, to think that, you know, there's just simply things that we're not good at. There's things that we need to improve. Um, and I think that as far as like my journey so far and what I've been trying to do and where I started and where I'm at and, and, and hopefully where I end up, um, I think that has probably been one of the most valuable things, that self-awareness part of it, going inside myself and seeing, okay, I need to improve this area. This area is you know, pretty strong. This area needs some work. And and that's kind of what I was saying earlier too about it doesn't really matter. It it does matter, but like for this part of the conversation, you can always you can take that lesson with you regardless of where you go or where you end up. And I, I just have to. I'm curious to to think like, what if I didn't do that? Would there be another way? Like if I didn't pursue an entrepreneurship. Uh, career, let's say, would there be another way I would have learned that? You know, would I, would it, would something have happened to me to make me look inside myself and say, okay, I need to make these improvements in this area and this. And I, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say it was all entrepreneurship. Like I said, I had some, uh, a lot of things happen in my twenties. My, my mother passed away when I was 20. I had a lot of personal issues going on and I had a lot of uh, self-development type things, but 
I'm just, I'm just curious to say, like, if I didn't do that, what I have learned, I guess maybe I would have some ways because, you know, these other things had nothing to do with me starting a, a business, but I get, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it started earlier, maybe accelerated, but I guess what I'm trying to get at here is if a person doesn't have a business, if they're not trying to make a career change, how, how would a per, how do you think a person might get to that place of trying to make those improvements? Like it's, uh, it's easy to say it when we talk about career or whatever, but if a person's maybe not necessarily career motivated or career oriented, um, how would a per, what do you think a person, I mean, I don't know. What do you think a person would, would need to do to get to that point uh, outside of career, I guess? Yeah. It's, it's almost like comes down to a person's open minded mindedness. Like, mm-hmm. um, some people are very set in their ways. They're like, you know, this is how the world works. This is how people are. This is how this is, that is, and so on. And then they, they will not take in new information, analyze to see if, if there's something new, a new way of, of doing something. Uh, like for me, as an example, because I didn't start out in uh, entrepreneurship, I worked for a corporate um, company, a big company for like eight years or so. But the, the good part about it was that they had, I mean, you can call it continuous education, whatever you want to call it. They, they had like these these classes that were uh, like soft skills and then they had hard skills like pro- programming skills. But that's where for me, I feel like uh, a turnaround happened in my life when I took a, a class called Crucial Conversations. And that class talked about first different personality types, then how those personality types communicate with one another, and then also how how under stress people react, and that it's not a person's motive, negative motive, that is um, causing them to act one way or another. It's a lot of times it's misunderstandings, it's mm-hmm. the way they they communicate their body language whatever it is but it's not the intent behind it that's yep. bad or whatever but that conversation spirals out of control because one person reacts negatively then that one reacts negatively back and so on um so you were talking about if it wasn't entrepreneurship what what would be another path it could be anything it could be like like for me it was it was within a company soft skills training session uh, could be some friends bringing up some idea that they learned somewhere. I mean, it, it could be anywhere, but but I think you are right in the sense that if you pursue the uh, entrepreneurship path, and if you're open-minded in terms of learning new things, like or being maybe being humble would be a better way of of stating it, knowing that you don't know much, and it's like for me, the more I learn, the more I realize how little I know. Right. Yeah. Like, like having that kind of mindset with things, you want as much information, knowledge, and wisdom as you can get, and then you try to implement it in your life. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's different paths for that. And the the reason I ask that question because I don't want someone to hear the conversation and say, "Well, if I'm not, you know, that means if I'm not an entrepreneur, then I can't improve myself." And I don't think that's what it is at all. No. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I guess maybe. And you 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 explain it pretty good. Maybe what is a different catalyst that could just push you in that direction? Um, and and you know, I mean, for me, it wasn't even it, it wasn't even starting the business that made me 
want to improve myself because, uh, like I said, for the first few years of that, I was just really focused. I mean, I was just a 20, 21, 22 year old guy who was just, uh, trying to, tr you know, make his own money and had that little bit of freedom, like what we talked about, even though I didn't have much of it cause I still had a job for those first four or five years. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, uh, you know, just to give somebody a, a, an idea if they're, if they, if they are not an entrepreneur, if that's not, it's not something they're interested in, cause I don't want it to seem like that's the only way you can improve yourself. I mean, there's tons of ways you can improve yourself and you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to do it specifically for a career. I mean, if you, if you feel like the your family or the people around you, the people connected to you are not getting the best version of you, that's probably a pretty good indication that maybe you need to make some personal changes. Um, but like you said, the humility aspect of it, I mean, you know, it's, 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 I think it's hard for us to just be that honest with ourselves. Uh, at least it was, you know, it was for me and still is for me in, in, in some areas, but, um, just, just trying to have that, it, that sense of, of, you know, I don't think there's ever, this is my personal opinion on this. I don't think there's ever a place that we really get to that doesn't need some kind of improvement. You know, uh, I think that if we're real and honest with ourselves, regardless of where we're at in life or what we're doing or how well things are, are, are going, um, there's always something I feel like that can be improved, you know? And yeah. I say that and people, people say, well, you know, you should be proud of yourself. I mean, yes, you should be, but I just feel like if you, if, if there's no constant improvement, it's easy to get comfortable and it's easy to, um, to kind of plateau. And, you know, people say, if you're not growing, you're dying. If a business isn't growing, it's dying. Uh, and especially in the business world, man, if you get comfortable, you know, if you have a hungry competitor come along, I mean, th they can take, you know, the majority of the market just like that. Yeah. Um, and the illustration for that is, is swimming up the river. So if, if you're moving, pedaling or rowing or whatever boat you're in, um, yeah. you're putting effort in, you're moving upstream. As soon as you stop putting the effort, you're not standing still, you're falling back. Oh yeah. The, the river is pushing you down. So yeah, just because you're not putting the effort doesn't mean you're standing still. You're you're falling, falling back. So yeah, I've, same I've thing never, with improvement. I've never heard that explained that way. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good way of explaining that. Um, you mentioned something earlier about a, a book club. Do you read often? You read a lot. So, uh, well, I, I, I've read between reading and listening to books. <laughs> yeah. If you call it the same thing, then yes. Uh, I listen to books more than I read, but like naturally I, I'm not a big reader. I don't want to read, but I know there's knowledge, there's wisdom in those books. So it's a good thing to, yeah. to learn from others who wrote it. I mean, others have gone through certain paths that maybe I'm trying to get to a certain destination that somebody else already went through it. Why? Why try to learn everything on my own when I can learn from somebody else and get there faster by learning from their their trials, mistakes, wins, and all and so on? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying with that. I I think the I think that's when we talk about learning and growth. I think either reading or listening to somebody. I think there's that's pretty valuable. I don't read as often as I as I, I would like to just because I don't have the time. Um, I do try to listen to audio books and and you know, speeches and things like that. Uh, I just, I feel like I don't retain as much when I listen to it versus if I read it. That's true. Yeah. 
but uh, you can i mean what i do is i'll listen to an audiobook over and over not not in a row maybe i'll listen to it once then right. listen to another one then go back to it later yeah um, if i'm on the road driving around appointment to appointment or whatever the case may be and the good thing is too you know they have these apps you can go online and get like a book summary and read you know an entire you know two three hundred page book and and like a couple of pages uh I found out that it, I'll do that, and if it seems like it's something that I'll be interested in, I'll either go to the audio book or maybe try to get the hard copy of the book. Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of things. I, I mean, the disc personality stuff. That's I learned that from reading books. Um, the my, the growth mindset, fixed mindset. Uh, Carol Dweck. I, I, I read that book. Learned a lot from that. Uh, Tony Robbins has a book, Awaken the Giant Within. I've read that. You just you you learn a lot of things from these books. I've read both of Jordan Peterson's books, um, and so there, you just you can't really put a value on the the knowledge that you get from that. Um, before I forget, I'm gonna have to wrap up here shortly. But before yeah. I forget to do this, do you want to do a promotion for your business? Uh, maybe cut some of the services that you guys do or what you kind of offer. I mean, I can yeah, I can just mention what we do. Um, so you want me to do it now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, uh, at Valverex, we do, uh, primarily like porch enclosures, additions, uh, four season rooms, three season rooms, screen rooms. Uh, we also do, uh, exterior of the home projects such as windows, roofing, solar, uh, patios, um, concrete or stamped or pavers, uh, pergolas, kind of shade products for your backyard, uh, things like that. So that's that's the business Valverex. Um, I also am starting kind of like my personal brand with just information. Um, I'm trying to share my business life lessons that I learned. So I'm making mm -hmm. little videos and little quotes that I find online. Um, I have that. I have like a, a link tree link. I can text it to you or okay. send it to you, and you can post it there, or um, or you can just look up my last name, Shkavrico. It's a little okay. wordy to spell, but um, I'm out there. So, yeah, if you have a if you have a link tree, send it to me, and I'll put it I'll put it wherever the video is going to be. I'll put it, and 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 people can access it from there. Uh, yeah. I have a link tree too; they're very useful. Yeah. Uh so do you do you like as far as your company goes? There's like a website or something people can go to. Yeah. Or... Valverex.com. V-A-L-V-E-R-A-X.com. Okay. So I asked you about what was the the hardest thing about entrepreneurship, and you mentioned these these videos that you're doing. What do you think is is maybe the most valuable lesson? You know, the most the most uh, the most useful lesson, I guess, that you've learned. And not 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 necessarily just in entrepreneurship, just you know, with the yeah. videos that you're doing. What do you think is is something that comes to mind? I mean, the, the thing that comes to mind, maybe it's not the most, but it's the first thing that comes to mind is really figuring out what you want out of life. Figure mm -hmm. out what do you want? I mean, you, people don't have to own a business. They can just figure out the type of life they want and then go after it and make it happen. Uh, so there's there's two things. One is to be crystal clear on that type of life. And then two, figure out how you're going to pay for that life. <laughs> and by pay for that life, what I mean is not monetary, but like, what do you have to sacrifice? What do you have to stop doing? And what do you have to start doing? Um, right. And learn new skills, become, you know, create certain type of habits, drop certain type of habits. Yeah. So yes. De define the life you want, 
and then how are you going to pay for that life? Yeah, because yeah, it's easy to want a certain lifestyle, but you have to be the person. Uh, you have to be the person who is capable of living that lifestyle. You know, uh, the, people say that you don't attract what you want; you attract what you are. <laughs> and um, if you have, you know, these big, huge goals, but you have habits or a mindset or uh, tendencies, this kind of this working in opposition to those goals, it might be really difficult to, 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 to have those goals, you know, um, come to fruition. So yeah, I, 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 I think that's, um, I like that, you know, I like that. Is there anything that we talked about that you kind of wanted to hit on that maybe we didn't touch on? Um, just, just really figure out like for people to figure out what they want, like, a lot of us we start with not knowing what we want and we and that's okay that's it's okay to start with what you don't want but at some point you want to get to the point where okay well this is what i do want so it's the sooner people define what they want the sooner they can work towards it and have a better life yeah yeah i guess it's okay to 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 not have what you want but just don't stay there you know just don't don't be in the same place, you know, year down the road, two years down the road. Um, because then you're two years older, you know, you, you, and maybe it's more difficult two years later, but I, I think that's, I don't know, man. I think that's one thing that scares a lot of people is that pressure, that pressure of knowing, like for me, that was the pressure was crazy of knowing if I didn't act, I, I've always felt like if I don't act almost immediately, then I know I'm losing the opportunity. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess maybe that puts a lot more stress on the situation than there needs to be, but that's just kind of how I saw it. Uh, and that might be personality driven too, because you're more D dominant in the, you know, have the high D in the disc profile. Yeah. So you, you, you act, it's almost like you, you act first and then you think about it later. Yeah. If you're, if you're the unhealthy D. <laughs> yeah. Um, versus like, like somebody for me, when I was earlier on, I would think a lot, but not do much about it. So it's like the, the two kind of extremes. You want both of them. You want to think through things and then you want to do it and make it happen. I got you. Yeah. Well, listen, man, uh, I appreciate you doing this. Appreciate you coming on and, and, and talking with me. Um, it, yeah, just make sure you send me that link. Cause I'll put it, I'll, I'll attach it to the video and it'll be posted. Uh, the video will be on YouTube, uh, Facebook, um, It'll be on Spotify, Amazon, Google, uh, Google Podcast, and it's also okay. on Amazon. I'm sorry, Amazon Music, Google, and Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. But the Spotify is the video version, and then the other ones will be just an audio, and then YouTube will be a, a video version. Um, yeah. And then so I can attach it. Is you know wherever it's hosted, the the link will be there. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, this was definitely um, fun, and yeah. All right. Hang, hang out for just a second. Let me end the video. And, uh, cause I, we got to finish uploading, I think on your end, I don't know if okay. what you can see, but, um, just, just, just hang, hang tight for just a second. And let me close this out, but I appreciate it, man. Yep.